All right. What's up, everybody? Uh, thank you for all the support for TMP Hockey and doing like these podcasts, the YouTubes, all that stuff. Um, you know, I just kind of gave you a breakdown uh, before this interview of what everybody's doing, you know, Coach Garrett, Coach Ivan, um, and excited to bring you our fifth episode, which is with somebody who I'm super stoked about. This is going to be an awesome interview, at least for me. If, if you don't get anything out of it, you're nuts. But for me, it's going to be awesome. Uh, Coach Doug Bossy. So I had the pleasure of meeting Coach Doug when I was younger, playing in youth hockey. I think at the time I was playing for St. Jude and our program didn't have like the next level, which I think was like U16 or U15 or whatever it was, it doesn't matter. But, you know, I had to find somewhere else to play. And fortunately, I went out to try out for the Vikings, and that's where I met Coach Dougie. Um, so super awesome to have you, Coach Doug. Um, how's things going? Uh, good, Sarge. Thanks for having me. I'm uh, I'm excited to do this for you and happy to see you get going with us. Yeah. So what, uh, what have you been up to? Uh, as you know, you're seeing me at every other rank around the area, uh, coaching, uh, you know, I coach over at the, the Fury, also running lessons, uh, camps, and then, uh, getting ready for some tournaments and events coming up here in the future of, uh, 2023. Good. Yeah. Um, obviously I, I know what you're up to cause, um, <laughs> you, it's hard to miss you, right? You're, you're everywhere and that's awesome. Um, but for anybody that is listening that, you know, maybe does not know what you're up to. It's good to give a little background. So um, if you don't mind, I even like myself, I'm not 100% sure on like where you grew up, what your background's like. Um, can you take me through that? Like what growing up was like, how you got into hockey um, and then where you played, stuff like that? Sure. Uh, I, I grew up uh, out here in Addison, Illinois. Uh, I grew up playing for the Flames and the Huskies um, and then playing with uh, TI and uh, a little bit of CYA back in the day in the summer times, uh, back then we only had two triple A teams. Um, there weren't as many players playing back then. So, uh, I got invested into hockey, you know, I'd say when I was like four or five years old, my brother was playing. My dad wasn't much of a hockey player, but he loved the game of hockey and he wanted uh, his kids to play. So, you know, being the youngest, uh, of three, um, I kind of took it on. Uh, my sister did a little bit of figure skating, but my brother mostly hockey and him being 13 years older than me, uh, kind of used me as a goalie uh, and the dummy when he was younger. So made me a little bit tougher to kind of grow up with it and uh, and continue playing. That's funny. Um, that's, just to, to stop real quick, that's it's funny. That's relatable. Um, growing up too, like that's what my, my brother was like, hey, like grab the stick, like go get in net. And I was kind of his like dummy that he would use for stick handling or shooting. Like it's kind of kind of funny that we're both went kind of through something similar. But yeah, I mean, like, keep going. No, no, no. You're good. You're good. Uh, yeah, no, that's, that's kind of the way it was. And, you know, as our family always kind of talks about, we're a, we're a very competitive family. And I'll always remember playing, you know, the old rod hockey game before the bubble hockey came out there. And my brother would always, you know, beat me by 10, 12 goals. And, uh, you know, I think, yeah, yeah, it wasn't really good emotionally. Uh, it were a toll on me. Um, so now I, I kind of take it out on my kids uh, these days. But um, so, yeah, so after playing uh, when I was about 16, 17, uh, I got drafted uh, by a team uh, called the Pikes Peak Miners, uh, which was the Frontier Hockey League. Uh, we moved up to Helena, Montana. Uh, okay. I went up there, and uh, at that time, uh, I was on my way to getting traded down to Pueblo uh, early in the season, and uh, I took a stop out in Seattle um, to visit with my brother, and there was a junior B team out there. Uh, I didn't know much about it, but they competed up in British Columbia. Um, you know, kind of did my math on it a little bit up there, and uh, – you know, Canadian junior B hockey was, you know, really good uh, opportunities to play in the WHL up there and the, in the BCJ as well, too. So um, they had a, a good offer up there and decided to stay up there, stay close to my family as well, too. Um, and, and, you know, played a few years, you know, up in Seattle. Absolutely uh, enjoyed it. Yes, it was uh, far away from home. But again, um, you know, kind of starting something new and, uh, you know, dealing with some of those challenges that you had to on your own. Uh, which was great. And that's kind of how I, you know, became the person I am and met some of the people that I did. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, the team in like one Seattle, like the the Pacific Northwest, like, I'm not sure if you were the same way before you went up there, but like you always hear, oh, it rains every day in Seattle or whatever, but like, it's actually really beautiful and like super nice out there. And then the team in like Montana did that end up becoming the, like, uh, what were they called? Helena, um, Big Horns, Big Horns I think. Yeah, I, I, I believe so. That was a, a while after I was there. So, 
you know, this is back in the nineties, um, you know, before, before wearing visors out there. So, um, yeah, no, I mean, it was, it's absolutely beautiful. I mean, it does get a bad rap for the rain and, and it does stay a little bit gloomy, but, um, I'll tell you late June, July, August, September, you know, I mean, you couldn't ask for better weather, you know, ever out there. I mean, I'd say, you know, probably 75% of the people don't even have air conditioning out there because it doesn't get too hot yet. You know, it doesn't really get that cold as well, too. So, um, yeah. and, and kids out there, it was amazing. You know, it would snow, you know, once in a while out there and you go out driving around and, and some of your teammates were like, oh my God, this is amazing. You know, you're like, what, what do you mean? Like, I'm just going up to the store, man. I'm going to practice. They're like, you're going to drive in the snow? And I'm like, yeah, isn't that what you guys do out here? They're like, no, nobody drives with it. We don't even have, you know, any of the plows that come out here in Seattle, you know. All right, well, you know, good luck to you guys. I guess I'll see you at practice. Um, but you know, it was kind of it, it was kind of new, you know, kind of new with some of those guys, but um, it was it was a lot of fun. It, it led to a lot of opportunities, like I said, when I was out there. Um, my my route was a little different, you know, like they say, every kid's route is a little bit different, right? And back in the 90s, we didn't have some of the education that they have nowadays, and you know, the computer, you know, it sounds weird. We didn't have computers back then to kind of look up where we could go and and kind of find some of their teams that were out there. Yeah, you know, you're on the horn making phone calls, looking in the newspaper, seeing who got, got cut from here or there. Um, you know, in, in that time that I was out there, uh, when I got done, I had opportunities. I played in what was called the Sunshine League down in Florida and Alabama, um, which I think became the Southern Professional later on in, in there. But, you know, out of there, playing there, I got a chance to go to the Toledo Storm, which was in the East Coast Hockey League. Um, and I got a story for that as well, too. Um you know, and then I played for a team called the Seattle Indians, which was in the Royal British Columbia Hockey League, which most guys up in Canada uh, will kind of know about. It's called the Senior Leagues. And yeah. most of you guys know about the Quebec Senior League. I think one of your last guests talked about playing in that league. Um, so, you know, you had British Columbia, Alberta, Saskatchewan, you know, Ontario had, you know, their senior leagues. And at the end of it, um, they would have, you know, their championship, which is like the Allen Cup. And it's kind of like a semi-pro, like a lot of former pros, a lot of former, you know, even some NHL players would go back there and play uh, during the lockout seasons as well, too. Um, and we had some good players on our team. And, and out of there, I had some former players that played with me that were able to make some phone calls for me. Um, and I was grateful to them and the opportunities that they gave me to you know, go to Quad Cities in the United League um, and play there for a little bit. And, um, you know, I got an opportunity to go over to Europe to play for a little bit as well, too. And you know, some would ask me like, hey, you know, how come you're still not playing? I'm like, well, you know, if, if I was good enough, I would have lasted a little bit longer. Um, but uh, no, I had some fun while I was doing it, man. There's a lot of good hockey players out there. And, and I, you know, I worked my bum off out there. But, um, you know, we'll talk about it a little bit with my, my coaching as well, too, is you, know, you, you got to put a little bit more in. And like yeah. people said, it's not just when people are watching, it's what you're doing when people aren't watching. And, you know, I did a lot that a lot, you know, in the off season, I did a lot when people weren't watching. Um, and you always say, could you have done more? And, and that's what you always kind of want to do. But no, I've had, I've had a great route and, I, and a lot of fun around the, along the way. Yeah, no, that's awesome. You, you touched on like a lot of really like cool parts that I think somebody going through it, um, like kind of like you said, without the technology too, like it, the technology obviously helps, but you know, one of the, one of the big things too is like, how you got to specific places and you kind of touched on a little bit, right? Like fortunately you had some teammates who would make calls for you and um, you know, specific people like helping you out along the way. But early on, like when you were playing like youth for CYA and TI and those teams, like to make that first jump to go play somewhere like super far from home, right? Like who did you have or like, what was your support system? Like who helped you out? Like in that situation to get you there? So, yes. Yeah, so it, it was just my mom and I uh, kind of as I was going through this route. And uh, I was, like I said, fortunate enough, I've had some good coaches along the way and I've been very grateful to them. And, you know, I've had great opportunities with them and still carry on relationships. And, um, you know, one of them I got into when I was in midgets and, you know, a younger coach at the time and carried me along the way. And he kind of showed me, you know, the routes that you want to do and, and how to get there. And it was an eye opener to me, you know, for most people, I didn't, I didn't study that hard in school, believe it or not. And me, Sergeant, you know that. Um, but anyways, um, you know, so my, my route was, well, I'm going to go play hockey. All right. Well, you know, what kind of grades do you have? Like, all right, well, you know, here's my grades. He's like, well, you know, you have to have good grades to get into college. And I was like, wow, you know, like, all right, well, I guess I'm gonna have to work hard at this thing. It's not just gonna be a hockey thing. So it, it, it became a, you know, you know, a process for me, 
you know, in, in doing this and making sure you're working with your grades, you know, things that happen off ice as well too. And, uh, you know, coach Eric, you know, led me along the way and he taught me, you know, got me into junior tryouts into the USHL, um, gave me those opportunities. And with that, you know, comes hard work, like you said, and, and with this coach, we weren't very successful. We, we were a very, very bad midget team, but with that, two of our players, myself, um, and another player, um, got opportunities to play junior A hockey. You know, I got a tryout. I got a couple tryouts in the USHL, um, like I said, and then he got an opportunity to go out and play out East before it was called the NCDC. Um, I think it was the, um, uh, I couldn't, I can't remember. USHL or no? No, the Eastern Junior Hockey League oh, yeah. is, is what I think it was called prior to that. But anyways, uh, you know, that was back in like 93. And again, that just goes to show that, you know, even if your team's not doing well and you're working hard, um, you know, your, your coach will help you out, but teams are going to see you. And, and that was the opportunity that he gave me. He gave me those opportunities to get seen, to get those opportunities. Um, and I kind of, like you said, come back to a support system. And I know I talk a lot about it is um, he was very valuable and into where I was. And when I went away to juniors, stayed in touch with me every day, uh, came back home at Christmas or in the summertime, he would do workouts with me, uh, go over a video with me. Um, and, and do all those opportunities. And, uh, you know, he was a big part of my wedding as well, too. So that's how long I carried my relationship with this uh, this man. And I really appreciated it. That's awesome. Because um, what you talk about, too, like, it kind of sounds like similar to you, right? Like, again, talk about when I was growing up and I, like the group of guys that I grew up with and that are still playing, right? Like Matty O'Day and like, you know, Nick Ford, things like that, who you know, fortunately we had a guy who was looking out for us and was like, Hey, let's try to get you some exposure to different camps or tournaments or, or whatever it might be. So like having somebody in your corner, even if you're not doing well, like that's a huge thing. And I think that's a pretty big message too, of, Hey, you know, we might not be the best team or record wise, but if you're doing the right things on the ice, you're working out, you're doing all these different things, then, you know, you still can get opportunities out of that. So like, you know, I'm sure people get wrapped up on like, Oh, we're not doing well. I'm not going to go anywhere. Kind of like harping on the negative where, you know, focusing on the bigger picture, like, sure, you focus at the task at hand, but focusing on the bigger picture is always like super important too. Um, so that's awesome. Um, talk a little bit about it. I know you, you mentioned kind of going from the sunshine league to Toledo and you said you yep. have a story. So I got to ask you about it. Like what, what's the story? So everybody, everybody always wants to, you know, kind of, find Sasquatch out there in the world. And everybody always talks about it. And you'll see up in, in Facebook, uh, you know, this kind of person just, all, 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 you know, all of a sudden just kind of appears on Facebook. And yes, I had an opportunity to play with the missing link, Link Gates. Um, you can find a lot of his information on YouTube. Uh, but, you know, it, it was uh, an eye opener. We, you know, I remember getting there to camp, um, kind of getting settled in your hotel room, getting everything together. You get there, you, you got to meet, um, you know, meet with the team doctors, go over everything. And then we met up in the weight room and I'm sitting there with my roommate and he gives me a little nudge on the shoulder. And, you know, we're kind of listening to the coach and, and gives me another nudge. And I look over, I'm like, you know, what, 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 what do you want? And he goes, look who just walked in the door. And at the time I'm like, is that Brian Bosworth, you know, the former football player in Seattle <laughs> yeah. and big giant blonde Mohawk come walking in this door. And I mean, I mean, this guy is a very big man. Um, and he comes walking in as soon as he does that, I, in a matter of seconds, run right over there. I shook his hand. I go, Hey, Link Gates, Doug Bossy. Nice to meet you. you. Need anything? You let me know. I'm up in room 204. Um, if you need a ride to the rink, I'll help you out. Whatever you can do. I come right back over there. He goes, what'd you say? I go, I have no idea. I blacked out on the way over there and, and I have no idea what I just said to him. All I know is that I want to make friends with this guy right away before I get on the ice. Um, but no, like, uh, you know, I didn't, you know, have a, too many encounters with him. You know, we had some dinners and lunches and stuff like that in locker room. But yes, uh, you know, had an opportunity to spend some time with with that guy. So that that's my little bit of story about playing in Toledo. Yeah, make sure that's so funny that you said that, right? Like you could be friends off the ice, and you got to make sure that you do that early, especially with a guy like that, right? Because before before you get on the ice, then it's like a whole different world that you're in. So that's uh, right. Yeah, that's yep. awesome. Um, I don't know this either, but like based on your coaching style and, you know, me knowing you for a little while, I have an idea, but what type of player were you, um, you know, playing juniors, pro, um, you know, growing up, stuff like that. So uh, growing up, 
I was more of a, you know, kind of a goal scorer. Like, you know, you almost want to kind of say a skills guy, but back in our day, you know, I mean, you know, we're, we're not doing the Michigans back then, right. You know, you're, you're just kind of playing hockey and, you know, snapping the puck around, uh, you know, kind of more of a goal scorer. And, you know, the kind of the way I teach it as well too, is I get out to juniors as you ask, you know, you kind of move on, right. You want to be a goal scorer. The challenge is, is, you know, when you're a 17, you're walking in there and you got some of these, you know, 19, 20 year olds, um, that are goal scorers, you know, you got to find your way into the lineup and, you know, kind of every day, you know, I'm playing one, two shifts a period. Um, you know, I, I call up my advisor and I'd be like, Hey, you know, what's going on here? And he goes, well, you know, what are you doing out there? I go, well, you know, I'm trying to score goals. He goes, well, are you scoring goals? And I go, well, no, he goes, well, then you better find something different to stay in that lineup. So from there on out, I got it every day, you know, at practice, if they're going over power play, I was the first one to be like, Hey, can I penalty kill? Right. The coach is like, oh, yeah, jump in front of there. Right. So blocking shots, you know, doing that kind of stuff. Right. Like being what you would call an overachiever and, and always being the first one, you know, in races, uh, always back checking hard. Right. Um, and that would get me in the lineup. So the next thing you know, you're, you're penalty killing in the next game and, you know, you're out there for that penalty kill and then you do a good job and then you're out there for the next one. The next thing you know, you're getting a few more shifts. So you had to kind of find your niche, right? And, it, you know, I'd, I'd be in the corners getting your bum kicked by these guys, you know, like I said, 20, 21-year-old guys. But in order to stay in the lineup, you had to find a way to do it, going hard to the net. And then, you, you know, kind of as you make your way in there, you, you know, you, you put in the time and the effort, and you kind of work hard on the little things, right? You work with some of those goal scorers to work on your skill. And then by your second, third year, you know, you are a skills guy, right? You are scoring goals. You're on the power play. Um, and, you know, like, like I said, by my second, third year, I'm, you know, making the all-star team, um, you know, putting up points and, you know, being in the top five, 10, you know, and scoring, but it wasn't, you know, sniping bar down every one, you know, uh, as I tell some of these kids, somebody has got to be a Dino Cicerelli out there and get some dirty goals by going to the front of the net. And, you know, that, that's kind of what you got to do. I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure it, like, it, who, it, who is that? <laughs> right. It, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you got to kind of look him up, but. I mean, it is, it's, it's, it's hard work out there. And some days you, you'd go on drought and you see some of these guys and everybody asks, you know, like, why isn't this guy scoring every day? It's, it's not easy. It, it's not easy scoring a goal and thinking you're just going to walk in there. You know, there's a lot of good hockey players out there. And so now you got to find out different things each game. And I tell people, I go, you know, kids that will come to me, they're going to be like, Hey, I'm going to score and drought. Things aren't going my way. What do I need to do? I go, well, you know, sometimes I used to go from heel to toe on my tape job. Sometimes I change up my superstition and go toe to heel, but no, it was little things going to the net. I go, the next thing you know, you go to the net, a puck hits you in the bump and you're on a 20 game goal scoring streak just by doing that and things open up and it, and, and it kind of gets your confidence built. But sometimes you got to go to the greasy areas to score those goals. You know, the blue paint is tough, but you can score a lot of goals going there. You can ask Chris Kreider scoring 50 last year doing that. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. Man, that's so invaluable. Like the part that you're talking about where you didn't, nobody had to like tell you what to do. It sounded like it was more part of like the love of the game where you're like, I know this is what I, whatever I'm doing right now, it's not working out and I got to find something else. And so, you know, doing those extracurricular things or whatever it like might be to like help get you, you know, better look or better chance. You know, I think that's something that I, I learned a little bit later on, but um, the fact that, you know, you went out and did those things um, is awesome. And for any like, you know, younger hockey player or any hockey player pursuing or, it's like, man, this isn't working out. I feel like they're in a slump or whatever. I think that's a huge thing to think on is like, hey, well, what else can I be doing or what else can I try? And I think, you know, uh, we had, I had Jake Nitsche on who kind of talked about being chameleon, right? And, you know, growing up, he was more of like a skilled player, but to get in the lineup as he went to, um, you know, playing juniors in the null and stuff like that, you know, he had to change it up a little bit, be a little bit more, of like a gritty guy going into the corners, going into the boards, winning those battles and fighting too. So, you know, I th think there's a lot of different ways that you can change up the game. And I think that's huge that you took the impetus to like do that on yourself. So that's awesome. Um, another part is kind of moving on from, well, did, before we get past the playing background, any like other cool stories? I know you're a big story guy and let it all out here. Like, tell me, yeah. tell me some of the ones that you haven't told me yet. Uh, I mean, put me on the spot here as well, too, is, yeah, I mean, you know, there, there, there's some good stories out there, you know, some fun ones, some, some crazy bus rides, you know, through the mountains out there out West and stuff. Um, you know, one I'll give you, which is pretty funny. Um, there's a, a town called Powell river out in British Columbia. And it, it's funny cause it's on the mainland, 
but you can't get there from the mainland. You actually have to ferry ride it on over to the Victoria Island. It's another, you know, probably hour and a half up the Victoria Island and another ferry ride over back to the mainland. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a beautiful area, but anyways, we would go, always go up there and you always had to kind of prepare yourself, big, tough team. Um, you know, and we would go out there and, and I, you know, I kind of remember sitting on the bench in one game and, and a couple of our players, you know, weren't on the bus to get to the game and, you know, we, we couldn't find them. Some roommates who couldn't find them, didn't know where they were at. Right. And, you know, I'm, I'm kind of quiet because I, I kind of know, you know, they're, you know, the kind of my teammates, kind of my friends and kind of know, but, you know, just going to stay quiet on the bench. And so far we get through the first period and nothing's happening, and, you know, going there between the first and second period. And I'm like, man, where, where do these guys go? And, and finally, all of a sudden they show up, they got a taxi that got in there late. They got late to the game. We go back out there for the second period. We're out there for warmups. And all of a sudden you hear a guy from the second level up there, like, Hey, nice to see you, 77. And my buddy raises his arm, gives him the old, you know, hi, how you doing? Skates around, we come back out of the bench and we sit down, get ready for the second period. And I look down and I'm about to ask him, I'm like, you know, like, hey, where were you? By the time I look down there, one of our defensemen just cracks him across the jaw, goes down on the bench. And I was like, oh my God, like, what just happened? So we finish out the game. We got to hurry up and get out of there. And for most people that have played over in that area, like, if you don't catch, you know, your bus to get to that last ferry on a Sunday, you're stuck there for the night, right? So like, as soon as the game's over, your Sunday matinee game, you're getting on the bus, you're, you're trying to get over there as fast as you can. So we get on the bus and I'm like, hey, you know, like what happened? Like, like you know, why, why did he hit, you know, why did he hit Blair? And he goes, last night when Blair was sleeping, he poured shaving cream all over his entire body as he was sleeping. I go like, what, like just like on his face? He's like, no, the entire body. And I was like, I, you know, the hand goes up, the emoji of just doing one of these. And I'm like, oh my God. And so that was it. And I guess, uh, you know, you know, Garth, Garth kind of had it with him and gave it to him on the bench and, you know, gave him a handshake, picked him back up and sat him back on the bench and got ready for the second and third period. So that was, you know, that, that it, it was, it was pretty good. Something we carried on for a long time with these guys and, um, you know, had a lot of fun. And I mean, I mean, you know, as well, Sergi, some of those bus trips are great. Those are, you know, some of your memories with the boys and the stories and, you know, just, you know, kind of having fun and, and, you know, being with the guys, you know, to, you know, and having fun and getting to know each other more. And I mean, it's, it's true. I mean, I'm, I'm not sure how many you've had, but you know, you kind of hear some of these stories and you, you hear about the hockey nerds, right. And, you know, I, I didn't really know who they were, but you know, those were the guys back in our day that were sitting up in the front seat of the bus, you know, you know, reading the New York times or the wall street journal with their glasses on while, you know, you're in the back playing cards with the guys you know, having a few, right. And you're like, you know, those, those are the kind of guys, but those are the guys that, you know, kind of studied up on the game. And it's funny, you know, the different personalities that you see out there, right. You got those guys that, you know, you know, I have no idea why, you know, I, I was on a team with a guy that played at Harvard, but you know, you know, those guys, those kind of guys were out there and they ended up on our teams as well too. So it was a lot of yeah. fun, a lot of, a lot of good guys and a lot of good personalities. And you know, the, the hockey world is a small world and, you, you know, you go around and you got a friend that played with another friend and, you know, the stories kind of come out as well too. So it's, uh, yeah, you know, a lot of fun, but yeah, that, that was one of them. That's a, that's a good one. Definitely a good one to transition. And yeah, you're right. Like the, the different walks of life, it's crazy. You're saying like, you know, obviously this guy from Harvard and you just talked about it, right? Like a guy who didn't do as great as school, like what, what are you guys going to talk about? But you have like a common thing in hockey, right? And like just going out there being with the boys, like it's super fun. Um, yeah just to kind of like transition a little, right? So talked a little bit about your playing career. Thank you for that story. Unreal story as well. Good job with that. Uh, what, how, how did you get into coaching? Like, was it immediate right after playing or did you, like, how did you come across it and um, keep going with hockey? Yeah. So, you know, back when I was playing, I mean, you know, we all kind of get those opportunities to kind of run camps here and there. Um, and I had an opportunity with, a, with a lot of people and, uh, goalie coaches, defensive coaches, uh, you know, skills coaches end up just kind of helping each other out there. And when I got done, you know, kind of playing and had to start real life, I liked doing it and I had an opportunity. And um, one of my friends that was back here in Chicago when I finally moved back here, reached out to me and said, Hey, look, I need some help, you know, coaching. Um, and you guys probably know that summer collegiate hockey league up, uh, up North here, you know, and a lot yeah. of the kids that are, you know, college or junior players give them something to do in the summertime. And, uh, you know, I go out there and I'd help out, um, you know, with some of those guys, you know, again, a long time ago. And, you know, from there, 
some teams kind of asked me to get into coaching and helping out, and you know, and I would do that. So once I got into coaching, I kind of started educating myself a little bit more and more on, you know, some skills that are out there, uh, you know, teaching these kids how to shoot, teaching them where to go, teaching them where to be on the ice, um, you know, how to, how to skate as well too. And coming to that is, you know, educating my, like I said, educating myself, right? Like, can you do it? Yeah, I could do it. I could do all this. We, I mean, yourself, you know, Zach as well too. I was like, we could shoot a puck. That's one thing, but can we teach it? Can we teach yeah. the kids how to roll the wrist? You know, can we teach them how, you know, where their power is from, you know, loading up, uh, you know, you know, on their back foot or, or their strong side foot, right? And, you know, where their shots coming off of, you know, can we teach them how to do this tight turn? What edge are we using, right? And that's, that's what the coaching is to, right? Like I could do the drill, but can I tell that kid and teach that kid the correct way to do it? And that's what fascinated me by this, right? Like I was excited to watch a kid do it and fail and fail. And then by the fifth, sixth, seventh time, he gets it. And you could see the smile on his face when he gets it. And that's, that's what brings the joy, right? Like that's the fun part about it, right? When you see a kid do it, you know, it's amazing. And, th- and that's what you want them to get to. And, you know, so every year you do, you're just kind of educating yourself. And the one world that I like to use, especially is, you know, the word evolve, right? Like us as coaches, we've got to learn to evolve, right? We, we've got to learn like, I tell kids all the time, I go, look, man, I go, we weren't learning this stuff when I was playing. You know, yeah. you were out there, you had your coach, and you, you went off and you did your power skate. The things that I'm teaching you, like, I had I to get out here. I never but I know what you mean. <laughs> right. Uh, well, we did it a little bit later on in life. It starts a little bit later for some of us, are you? Um, but, you know, a lot of that stuff, like, I had to get on the ice 10, 15, 20 minutes prior to do it myself, right? So that I could, I, I could tell the kids the correct way to do it. Like, all right, well, I'm doing this, right? I'm using the middle of my blade here. All right. So, all right. So here I'm, I'm pushing off more on my toe. And, and those are the kind of things that I have to do with myself in order to help keep these kids up to date and make them better. And that's what us as coaches need to do every day. We're learning something new. Um, I know I'm kind of rambling on, but there's no, you're good. You know, there, there, there's so much that goes into it, right? Like, you know, like I said, nowadays you, you have all these platforms that you can, you, we can talk to each other, right? I reach out to a lot of coaches and say, Hey, what are some things, you know, what are some things we're working on? What can we do here? Right. So we send each other videos. I got, you know, some, some of my former players, some coaches that I've seen, some coaches I've seen at some of these conferences, um, you know, sometimes on Instagram, we'll reach out to each other and kind of communicate and collaborate about, you know, opportunities that we have, but how can we help, you know, better these kids? And, and that's what it is. Right. So that's what I like doing. And, and for me as well too, learning some of this new stuff, kind of keeps me going as well too. You know, they, they say you always want to keep learning and that's what I want to do. And I want to keep teaching that to these kids. So that's kind of what got me into coaching and, you know, started yeah. coaching at a, you know, the older kids and, you know, younger kids as well too now. So now I kind of coach all ages, go all the way up to the, uh, you know, the seniors as well too, up to, I've, I've coached beginners at 60, 70 and 80 years old. And that's amazing as well too, to see them getting out there at that age. Yeah. Just keep something alive, like pick up something new. That's awesome. Um, right. You, it's cool. You, you touched on something that I wanted to ask you about too, but you know, these players like coaches expect them, Hey, like to get better and keep doing, like you said, evolve. Right. But as coaches too, it's kind of on, that's where it starts, right? You're, you're leading the ship. So you have to get better yourself and, and kind of um, show that you're getting better and it'll kind of relate to the team too, right? Like they'll start picking up like, Hey, if he's doing it, like we got to start doing it too. And you talked about a lot of good resources for like, how to pick up maybe new drills or concepts or different ideas, right. Is like, you can, it's all, it's all available on this thing, right. Like the, the iPhone and um, social media, you can pick up different things. You know, I've seen you on uh, I think it's called coach them or something like that, where, you know, they have a lot of good resources. They have like the whiteboard for coaches to draw stuff up. Um, And so that's a cool part that just kind of like led right into. So thanks for that. Um, and really cool story of how you got into coaching. Cause I, th- I think that's relatable, right? Like a lot of coaches are like, Oh, well, I don't know. Like I'll help out do something. And then you kind of get this itch, right. Where you're like, this is a cool game. And you never really, th- at least for me, right. Like I never thought about it the way that I do now when I was playing, like all I was worried about was about my body being able to do the little things like, Oh, am I going to chip it into the corner? Am I going to go to the net and like do these little things. Right. Where as coaching you're like trying to teach these kids these different skills of like hey all right so this is what you need to do and like this is how you actually like get that part of the game done or teaching different parts of the game like like you said can you actually teach it 
or like that's a part of it it's in itself right like can you have these kids learn a new concept so i think that's a, a cool part that you touched on yeah i mean like, like you said zach the, the one thing you gotta remember too is we could teach them how and, and it's out there like I'm, I'm you know i'm using other quotes that other people have used as well too is you know it's the why you know why are we doing this right you yeah. know like I'll, I'll show some of these kids you know here this is a zone entry right we're going to enter into the zone what we're doing here is we're attacking wide and and we're going to cross over to the middle to push the defenseman to the middle right and when we hammer the brakes we're going to cut back to the outside where there's space so now with the space now we can see and gather more time for ourselves out here. And now we can attack the middle with speed. So once, you know, once I cut to the middle, I push the defenseman to the middle. I do a tight turn to the boards. That's going to give me some space out wide. Now that defenseman has to chase me out to the boards. When he chases me out to the boards, that's now going to open up the middle where I can now penetrate the middle where there's space at. Right. So that's why I want to teach these kids like this is understanding. This is this is how we do it. This is why we're doing this. Right. And, 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 you know, these are the opportunities that we want to give, but it's not just the how, but it's the, it's the why. And again, you know, we, we've kind of all seen that. We've all heard that quote and it's, it's true. Yeah. Would you agree? Like, you know, a skill that a player would pick up, it's similar to a coach, right? Like the more you try to teach it, the more you can kind of like understand it and relay that like message to people too. Yes, correct. I mean, you know, a lot of, a lot of times you're, you're out there, right. And sometimes they tell you, you know, when you're doing a drill and they're just like getting it to punt, right. Like move on to the next drill, right. They're not getting it, but sometimes you got to keep at it, right. The kids are going to get it right. And they'll understand it. And that's what you want to kind of keep doing. And then if you're teaching them why, you know, along with the, how you're teaching them the why, then they start to comprehend it. Then they start to do it. And once it all comes together, then you start seeing it as a coach as well too. Like, yes, this can work. This is why we're doing it. Right. And then you can move on to the next one and you can always expand from there. Right. You start, you can start from here, you know, from the bottom and you can start building on those drills um, as you kind of advance. Yeah. Thanks for touching on that too. Um, to keep going What for DB hockey, how did you get into that? Um, what are the biggest things you focus on? Um, cause that's a really cool thing I think too. And was, it, I think there's been so many different evolutions of it, right? Like the Illinois selects on DB hockey, but Correct. just, yeah, if you want to talk about that, that would be awesome. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so we started it one summertime where, you know, there wasn't a lot going on, you know, at the time for like high school kids and they were looking for, you know, more to do. So we kind of put a skate on, um, and then kids are like, Hey, you know, can we play some games? And I'm like, oh, you know, I'll, I'll see what we can do kind of find out. And I had some friends up in Wisconsin and Minnesota. Um, and you've met them as well too. And I said, Hey, look, I go, you know, I got some kids down here. We want to play some games. Uh, you know, most of these kids are seniors looking to advance. He goes, well, Hey, you know, bring them up here. Um, you know, I got some kids as well too, and we'll kind of make it a little bit of a showcase. And I, you know, I have some, you know, some scouts coming in here from, you know, some colleges as well, some junior teams. And I'm like, all right, well, let's see how, you know, let's see what we can do. So, you know, we got these kids together and we went up um, and we did a trip, you know, like I said, up to Wisconsin and the team did, you know, really well, um, had a lot of fun up there and, and a couple of kids, you know, got talked to and got these opportunities. So, you know, the next year, you know, it kind of just went by, you know, the game, Illinois selects kind of came out there, right? Like we, we were trying to figure out a name, you know, you're asking a bunch of kids in a locker room, like, what's the name? You can, you can figure out some of the names that these kids probably came up with. I'm like, yeah, that's not going to work guys. We're, we're, we're going to have to move on from there. So it just was a last minute thing. So we just decided to call it Illinois selects and all the kids loved it. We had a friend of mine design the logo, um, you know, which kind of had a similarity of the, you know, route 66, as you kind of saw, but also, uh, you know, the state of Illinois inside of it as well too. Um, and the Chicago flag. So kind of, just kind of brought it all together. And the next year, you know, we get a couple more phone calls on kids that wanted to do this and it just kind of expanded from there. Um, after a while, um, you know, kind of wasn't able to do it either. The ice wasn't accessible or, you know, just kind of got busy doing some other things and it just kind of, kind of went away for a year or two. Um, and then, you know, I found out, you know, you know, talking with my wife and some other coaches, that this is what I want to do. I, I love doing this. I love helping out the kids. Um, you know, kind of moved on from the name that, you know, that name and kind of been moved on with. And, and and that was good. So how I got to kind of create my own, you know, like I said, again, evolution of what became, you know, DB hockey and using my name, because this is something that I believe in and something that I wanted to do and, and help out the kids. Right. And a lot of coaches came along with me and, you know, you're one of them, uh, Sergi, you know, you came back, what, I think like five, six years ago, you were out there helping me run skills at, you know, at Callan. And love doing it, right? Love seeing you guys come back there and help out these kids when you guys were, you know, playing in college or, you know, you know, 
you know, doing the pro hockey and, and stuff like that as well too. And as you guys come out and you can see it, when you came out, how many kids were out there and how many kids wanted to do this and be involved. And we made it a family atmosphere, right? The lobby was packed with the families that hung out. They loved doing it. The kids loved doing it. They made lifelong friends out of the stuff. And we decided to do some more tournaments. We'd go back up to Minnesota. We'd go to Wisconsin and do a few tournaments each year. Um, and then, uh, you know, we do that for a couple of summers and then it became a little bit more started to want to do some lessons. So people started reaching out, wanted to do lessons, wanted to do power skates. So again, we're evolving, right? We're, we're, we're starting to expand a little bit more. We're going from tournaments to skills, you know, to power skatings to, you know, one-on-one, you know, lessons and it's getting big and it's, and it's great. And then, and then COVID hit, right? Now you don't know where it's going to go and you're not sure what's going to happen here. And, you know, at the time I was, you know, I was working for one of the facilities and, uh, you know, all the facilities kind of got shut down. So in that time, everybody's kind of looking for some ice. And, you know, I decided, you know, to try to find ice wherever we could do it. You know, Indiana was one of the closest places that kind of stayed open. So people were willing to do it, make that tribe. And we would take our DB hockey and some of our coaches and we'd go out to Indiana and, and train these kids. Um you know, and, and even off ice, we, we kind of get ready for them, you know, when, when, you know, while the rinks were opened up or whatnot. Um, and then when all the rinks were ready to open up, um, you know, DB hockey kind of took on a life of its own and we did power skates, you know, we did, you know, two, three times a week on the ice with all these kids went, went from mites, you know, like I said, all the way up to U 18s. Um, then we do some lessons, like you said, like, you know, with yourself and some of the other guys with the junior and the college and the pro players, when they would get ready for camps, you know, we'd get them ready to go in the summertime as well, too. Um, and uh, and that's kind of how DB took off. And that's where it's at. And we're still trying to, you know, navigate through some of this and, and figure out, you know, some of the things that we like doing, you know, camps, clinics, one-on-ones, small groups, um, and all of it's fun. It's all great. You know, you get some kids that, you know, want to get their own little group together, and that's great. Some of them need that little individual attention of one or two kids at a time, and that's great where we can break things down a little bit easier. And as you see on you know, our Instagram or our YouTube, you know, we break some of that stuff down for the kids with their you know, videos. We send them to them, you know, the parents so they can see them as well too. And the kids can see them themselves, some of the challenges that they're having and how to correct those and get better. And you see it, the, the kids will come back to me the next day and be like, coach, I watched the video you sent me, right? Like, I want to try that again. Awesome. Let's do that. Let's get on it. Let's, let's do this drill again. Um, and, and that's, what's, that's, what's great to kind of see as well. But um, you know, like I said, every, every day we're, we're doing something new and, and trying to trying to get out there a little bit more. And we have some relationships out there where I've reached out to some of my guys in Minnesota or Detroit and take kids up there and we'll do a training session with their group, you know, kind of bring the kids together and, you know, have their kids compete with our kids and, and train with our kids and come home. The kids have a good time. with that. So it's a uh, nice, but, you know, kind of something new every day. Yeah, that's good. And kind of like long story, huh? Long story. No. A long story, but it's important. Like it's, it's good stuff. So, you know, seriously, thanks for, for sharing that. Cause um, you know, it's a long story, but it's also a long process to like get to where you've gotten to. Right. So um, right. definitely a story that needs to be told. Um, and then he talked about like the evolution of things, right? Like, can you talk about the evolution of like what you've seen of hockey, right? Like the kids that you've worked with, cause you've been doing this thing for a long time. Right. And I for sure didn't even know what a Michigan was until like last year. Right. So like, do you talk about right. the evolution of the game and the kids that you've worked with for a little bit and what you see? Yeah. I mean, um, I mean, everyone's going to tell you, you know, I almost hate calling myself this a dinosaur, right? Like I still believe in, you know, the old school way of playing, but um, you know, people would ask me all the time, like, oh, you know, could you do this? Oh, man, did you see this guy do this move? And I'm like, no, I, I didn't. I just scored goals. I didn't do that. Right. But I mean, it's amazing the, the the skill work that these kids have and the speed and the pace that they can do it at um, is amazing. I mean, it, it, it's unreal. Um, and, and people, you know, sometimes will ask like, oh, you know, could you go out there? I'm like, 100%. No, I couldn't do it right now. Like these kids. I mean, I mean, like I said, the speed that they're going at. But you know, I'm, I'm hearing from one of our other, you know, kind of coaches that I hear is that the way that these kids can think the game so quickly now is, is unbelievable, right? Like, I mean, things are happening so fast on the ice and it's the same, for the most part, it's the same size rink that we grew up on, but these guys are, you know, bigger, stronger, and faster in today's game. And they have to think that much quicker, you know, making some of these moves, you know, that are going on out there. And it's incredible. It's incredible, the skill and the pace. 
And, you know, for me as a coach and a lot of our, you know, the skills guys and the coaches that are out there are trying to teach these kids to be able to read and react at a quick pace and things are happening at a fast pace. And to understand that sometimes you don't have time to stick handle here. We got to move it and get to that open space. But, you know, to come back from where I was is, you know, we can always talk about the puck is always going to move faster than the player, right? That's always what, that's always what's going to happen. And you always got to move the puck and you always got to have your teammates it's not always going to be a, a one-man game, right? And, uh, you know, that that's never going to change. It's never going to change that. Nobody's ever going to be skating 80 miles an hour. Like, <laughs> yeah. uh, Right. I mean, I mean, hockey is the ultimate team game. Everybody needs everybody that's out there on the ice, right? Like, that's your ultimate team game. And, and, and that's what you got to understand is, you know, the game's always going to be the same. Some of the skill is going to change. You know, you can do a Michigan here or there. And, you know, you ask it again, call me a dinosaur, call me the old guy. But again, if, if if you did the Michigan 20 years ago, you'd have guys like Colby Armstrong coming down from his wing, hit you on that backside, you know, with a shoulder to your chin. Right. So those kind of things, you know, would stop, you know, back then. And it's, it's fun to watch, but again, a goal is a goal, no matter how you put it in. Like I said earlier, you know, if a defenseman takes a shot and hits you in the bum and it goes in, it still counts as one goal, you know, no matter how flashy it looks. And, and every coach is going to tell you is, you know, I don't care how you put it in as long as you can put it in the net. And that's exactly what we, we want to do. But the skill is going to help out there right now these days, right? It, it can get you in and out of some bad situations that you're in. If you're in the corner and you're about to get run by a player, some of those small skills, you know, teaching this, you know, the punch stop of being able to hammer the brakes like a Matthew Marcel and a Cindy Crosby that can get you out of a good hit and also open you up into some space that's going to help you out out there. And yeah. those are some skills that we weren't taught as kids that these kids are learning that can help them out, right? Like a little saucer pass into space. You know, we tell these kids, you know, to, to play other sports. And, and one sport that I always bring up that is kind of high, a little bit of a, the equivalent of, of hockey is is soccer. And, you know, when we tell these players to put the puck into space, you'll see soccer players all the time, put the ball yeah. into space and let them run to it. Yep, exactly. And, and you look at it and you don't want to agree, but you talk about regrouping now, right? If you don't like what you see, you go back and you regroup, right? Well, what do you do in soccer? They go back, they regroup, and they slowly make their way up ice, but they still control the play. And that's what it is. It's not just getting rid of the puck, right? You, that's one thing that we like teaching the kids as well, too, is, yeah, there's a time to dump and chase. But if anything, you got to know when and where, right? Like, you're not going to dump it with, you know, with, with five guys if you have nobody on you, right? If you got time and space, take the puck, control it, possess the puck. And that's what you want to teach these kids as well, too. And if you don't like it, give it back to your defense, regroup, go for a line change and get fresh guys out there. And that's kind of what's evolved a little bit from when we played. It's get it in deep and go as hard as you can and run the defenseman through the glass, right? Like yeah. that's kind of how we grew up. And, and that's what's changed. And, and that's what's fun to watch is how these guys cycle. I mean, I mean, I guess you could almost kind of say where it started to, to, to flourish a little bit was with the Sedin brothers and the way that those guys would cycle in the corner in Vancouver, I mean, I mean, it was amazing. It, you know, yeah. they'd be hitting passes. You know, you'd, you'd see guys getting lost out there. You'd see some of the best defensemen in the NHL, Norris Trophy guys getting lost out there with those two running the cycle. Right, like, which way yeah. do you go? Like, next thing you know, it's in the back of the net. And and that's what it is. You know, moving your feet, getting to open space. And, and, and you know, I mean, the game evolving is great. Um, the one thing I miss is the physicality, right? The emotion of the game, right? The personalities, right? Um you know, that's what's, that's what's, that's what's kind of fun once in a while. Right. Like, you know, the guys have a good time. They, you know, they chirp each other a little bit out there, yeah. but you miss some of that raw emotion out there uh, of guys going hard to the net. Um, and that's what, you know, creates the game of hockey, like that, yeah. that emotion and the, the emotion and the skill brought together. And I'm sure yeah, obviously, you know, we're both in Illinois, right. But I'm sure you love this too. Um, did you see it? The, uh, who was it? Uh, maybe Truba, the hit on Anthony CU. And then, right, like, yep. he's got to answer the bell. Like, that's awesome. Because, one, he made that really good play where he steps up and, like, lays the body and is like, hey, yeah. I'm going to make a statement here. But then, you know, <laughs> the captain, Taze, does what he needs to do, right, and is answer the bell right back. So I'm sure you love that. Um, yeah. Yeah, I like to see it. You know, you don't like to see Taze doing it. But, I mean, Truba does a good job. He plays the body. Again, it happened last night in the in the Toronto game. Uh, it was a nice body, but like what people need to understand too, is like, there, you know, does there always have to be a fight afterwards? No, but the thing is, is what you're doing is you're letting them know that if you're going to hit one of my skill guys that, you know, I'm coming over your shoulder. Right. And that you're always going to be thinking that, and that's what used to happen in our day. Right. Like, you know, if you're going after a skill guy, like if you're, 
going into some more like fun questions, but you know, who are some of like the favorite players that you've worked with? I don't know if that's bias or if you want to go into that or not, or maybe some of your favorite players that you watch in the NHL right now. And you're like, man, this guy is awesome to watch uh, things like that. Um, I'd say, I mean, there, there I mean, there, there's a lot of guys out there. I mean, the guys that I grew up uh, watching that I looked up to were guys like Cam Neely. Um, again, you know, me being only five ten, and, you know, him six to 200 pounds were a little bit different, but um, a guy I, I could relate to. And I absolutely loved growing up was a guy like Jeremy Roenick. Um, I thought he played the game the right way. And those are guys that I looked up to uh, Jeremy Roenick, you know, guys that people might not hear of uh, Darcy Tucker. Right. Um, he played in Toronto for a long time in Colorado. Um, you know, those are the guys that I kind of looked up to Shane course, the guys that played the game the right way that, you know, could score goals, you know, but be physical and, and, and play the game the hard way. And today, one of those guys, and you know, kind of backed off a little bit as a, you know, not everybody's favorite is a guy like Brad Marchand. Um, oh, I love that I, guy. <laughs> I, I know, I know. And one of the most skilled guys out there and, you know, he knows how to get in your face and yeah, he's done some things that, you know, that you don't agree with, but again, he's, he's a guy that walks the line. Right. And that's similar to kind of the way that I used to play the game as well, too, is, you know, being a smaller undersized guy, you, you know, you kind of want to get in their face and let them know that you're not going to back down, you know, being a smaller guy, but you're going to work hard and you're going to go out there and get after. And again, that's why guys like yeah. Darcy Tucker and, and um, you, you know, uh, Jeremy Ronick were guys that I looked up to. Um, and again, you know, the skill guys, guys that, you know, un unfortunately back in my day, I, I couldn't like, but was one of the most amazing players was a guy like Stevie Eiserman. Um, you know, one of the most amazing hockey players, you know, you played in Detroit and you appreciate it, you know, when you're done and he moves over into the East, Eastern Conference, which is a little bit better. But, you know, guys like that, Joe Sackick, um, absolutely loved watching play. Pavel Bure, um, you know, Mark Messier. God, I mean, you know, you call him, you know, they call him Moose for a reason. And again, he's another guy that played the game the right way and loved watching him with his skill and the way he was physical and his presence on the ice and just his, his overall leadership, um, you know, was amazing. And that's what you kind of look at in some of these guys is, is their leadership roles, right. And why they're captains and stuff like that. So, yeah. So those are some of the guys, um, you know, like, you know, Nathan McKinnon, I think is a great player. Um, you know, people ask me all the time, like, who do you think is, you know, the best player in the NHL? Is it, you know, McKinnon or McDavid? And, you know, I kind of have a good debate with that one. I, I really like, I mean, both guys are great. But I mean, the skill and the speed that Connor McDavid has, I think the rink is way too small for Connor McDavid. Gotta find a new, it, it, gotta find a new league for that guy. Right. Like, I mean, it's, it's amazing what that guy can do and how fast he can do it. Again, we talked about the speed and pace and being able to do that skill with his speed. Um, but then again, again, you see a guy, you know, um, like Nathan McKinnon and the sacrifices he makes. Right. And, and that's, you know, he plays game hard. He's a big boy and yeah. uh, it, it was physical and he's a great leader out there as well too. So those are some of the guys that, you know, I kind of look up to as well too. And this, this Kaprizov kid up in Minnesota, he's uh He's fun to watch. The Krill Bill. Um, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. No, I, I agree with you. Uh, before kind of like let you go and wrap up, uh, any any fun coaching stories that you want to talk about? I mean, there's a, you know, there, there's, there's a lot. I'll, I'll give you one just because I'm kind of a clown out there as well, too. So I know you'll appreciate this. And, and some of the kids do as well, too, is, you know, as hard as I am, out there, you guys know how fun I am, you know, cracking jokes out there once in a while and having a good time while I'm out there as well, too. So we're running a power skate um, about a year or two ago at one of the rinks, and uh, it's it's a really hot day. So the ice isn't really kind of um, up to par. Right. It's not, it's not doing well, right? We're on our second, third hour out there, and I'm going to show some drills. And, and as I get going to do one of the drills, I do a stop and start and just blow a tire at the blue line and do a Superman from the blue line to the red line. And I get up and the kids kind of don't know what to do. And I'm on one knee. And, and luckily enough, one of my sons was, was one of the kids in line and starts clapping his sticks. And then the whole entire group just starts clapping their sticks and laughing. And they all come up to me and start patting me on the back and say, it happens to the best of us, coach Doug. It happens to the best of us, you know? So, um, you know, it's good. You know, like we're all, uh, you know, we all make mistakes out there, but it was fun. It's, it, it, you know, we're all going to, what it's all about too. Like that's great. The fact that the kids picked up on it, you know, your son starting to stick tap, like, you know, you're like, man, that sucked. <laughs> and then yes. everybody's like, you know, picking you up. Like that's super funny. That's awesome. Yeah. So it was good. It's, it's good to see the kids have a good time and see coach Doug blow a tire too. 
Yeah, right. Well deserved. Well deserved bone tire right in front of everybody. There you go. <laughs> no, um, guess any like anything else uh, that you wanted me to ask or anything else that you want to touch on before I let you go. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'll go over a few things and, uh, you know, kind of our relationship. And I want to let you know, like, I appreciate you coming on here and I want people to know, you know, the kind of person that you are. And and I'll tell people when, you know, working with Sergeant the first time I met him, uh, yourself kind of talking, I don't know if that's the second person or whatever. But anyway, <laughs> I, 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 want, I want kids to understand one of the main reasons you are the way you are is how hard you work. And, and what you're going to do, you know, to play the game of hockey. And, and the day that I had to pick, uh, you know, my, our team and, and Sarge came out there and I didn't really know him that well. Um, you know, he came out there every day at tryouts and conditioning. He was working hard. Again, being that overachiever in line and may not have been the most skilled kid out there, but every day was working hard and wanted to be there. Um, had a cut on his nose as I walk up to him. Uh, as he's getting off the ice. And I remember looking him in the eyes and I say, Hey, look, I go, I go, the way you're skate, I go, I go, is this tryouts or do you skate like this all the time? You're like, I skate like this all the time. I go, so you're going to tell me this whole entire season, you're going to do exactly what you did in tryouts. And you, and you replied, yes, I will. And I go, so if I take you, you're going to do this every day and play every game, just like you did in tryouts. You're going to block shots. You're going to work hard and show up here every day like you went to. And your reply was, yes, sir. And I go, all right, thank you very much. And I walked away and I looked at our assistant coaches. I go, we found our player. That's our guy. And I knew that you were going to play for me. And I knew that you were going to play for me for the next couple of years. Um, and, and that's the kind of kid. And that's the kind of, you know, players that I, I liked is the kind that wanted to work hard and go out there and do everything. And again, kind of like myself, Sergi, every day you went out there and you were a work hard kid, didn't have the most skill. But every day after practice, you were the one asking me like, hey, can you help me with my one timer? Can you help me with my shot? Can you help me in this situation? Where should I be? What can I do? And you always wanted to get better. You always wanted to educate yourself and make yourself better. And that's what was great. And that's, that's what made me happy every day. Cause now I, now I'm helping you. Like we're learning together, right? Like, this is great. Like I'm, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm all in. Let's do this. What, what more do you want to learn? Cause I want to give it to you. And, and, and that's what I loved about you. And I want people to know that as well too. And, you know, you're kind of doing the same thing with the kids. And I see you out there right now doing lessons and working hard with your team. And I know some of the parents that you're working with and, and they absolutely love it. They love the relationship you have with the kids and, and how those kids are learning as well too. And I hope everybody else can do the same exact thing. And, you know, even, even with your other coaches there at your company as well too, who I know pretty well as well too. I know that those guys do a great job as well too. Ivan and Garrett uh, do a great job with you guys as well, but um yeah, just keep on uh, keep on doing what you're doing, Sergio. You're doing a great job out there for the kids and helping educate everybody out there as well. Thanks, <laughs> thanks, boss. I honestly can't tell you how much I appreciate that. That felt really good to give me a little stick tap. Um, but yeah, it means a lot. Uh, looking forward to you know everything that you you got going on with DB Hockey Academy. And if there's anything I can help you out with, you know, let me know. I honestly appreciate you for hopping on here and helping me out. Um, but yeah, other than that, I, uh, I'll, I'll see you around the ring soon. Yeah, you definitely will. Thanks, Sergeant. Thanks for having me. All right. See you, big guy.